This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to another Gangplank Report. You've heard Adrian and Jen talk about the most recent episode of this hit Bravo series. Now it's time to hear from you, the superfans. It's time for the bonus episode of the Gangplank Report. And here they are, Adrian Gang and Jennifer Bennington. Hey gang, welcome back to another superfan episode. Today we are here with Shayna. And fortunately, it's not Shayna from Love is Blind 2. Or we'd spend the whole episode with me questioning her moral compass. <laughs> but this Shayna is a lovely Below Deck fan. And we're excited to talk to her, especially after this week's episode. So hey, Shayna, meet Adrian. Hey, everyone. So nice to meet you guys. Like you said, this episode was absolutely crazy. So really excited to talk about it with you guys. Hi! I have, Jen, just so you know, seen Love is Blind. So I knew exactly who you were talking about. I know that shocks you. It does. (laughs) It does. You never know what I'm talking about when it comes to reality shows. (laughs) I've seen it. I've seen it. Good. And I hope you feel the same way about that, Shana. But this is the Shana we're talking to today. So Shana, how did you get into Below Deck? Have you been a longtime fan or a more recent fan? That's a funny story because I was in an undergrad in like 2017 and I walked downstairs to see my dad who literally only watches the news and like the history channel Uh and he just has this yacht up on the tv and I'm like what are you doing watching Bravo and he's (laughs) like oh this show is about yachts and it's so cool it's in the med and it was actually season two of the med Mm -hmm. okay so we binged that whole season went back watched your season Adrian and then watched I don't know how many of Lee's that were out but watched all of those and since then have just been a long time fan and have seriously not missed an episode that's amazing amazing I love that you had that with your dad too I wish I had somebody I my daughter's watching now but she lives in Kentucky so it's not like we watch it and break it down together Oh, okay. So we have to do it after. And she doesn't actually have Bravo. She has to wait for it to come on a week later on Peacock now that they aren't airing it the next day. And so we're really disjointed the season with Sailing Yacht. (laughs) And by the time she wants to talk about something, I'm over it already. (laughs) (laughs) On to the next. On to the next. That's how I am. But you said you started with Med. Do you have a favorite franchise or are you just obsessed with them all and whatever below deck you can get is good for you? Yeah. So obviously anything I can watch is definitely good for me. I would say before Sailing came out, I leaned more towards Med because I just liked cast a lot Mm -hmm. more on a lot of the seasons. 
But ever mm-hmm. since sailing came out, I would say season two of sailing, I have just been a hardcore sailing fan. Last season was spectacular. And this season, I think, is even better. I don't know how they topped it, but they might. So I don't either, but it already feels like they have. I'm yeah. so obsessed with this franchise. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> I feel like they thought that sailing was going to be like the redheaded stepchild of the Below Deck family. Mm-hmm. And it has very much turned out to be the star child, in my opinion. I and agree. I'm glad. Oh, yeah. That. Because so many of the cast are so likable most of the time that the drama that surrounds them are like the more minor cast members mm-hmm. that float in and out. Like the fact that we got Daisy, Glenn, Colin, and Gary back made me really happy. Yeah. Because I feel like that was the core of the last team anyway. I mean, I just, it's so awesome. I love it. Yeah, I love it too. And I do think you're right. They were the best foundational cast members. I've always loved Glenn, even first season, though I hated first season, I loved Glenn. So I don't think that they could do it without him. I think, isn't he the only captain for Parsifal anyway? I think so. Yeah. So unless they got another boat, they would have to get rid of Yeah. Right. Yeah. But no, I do like the Daisy Colin Gary dynamic. I think you can feel their friendship, the goofy kind of sibling-ish, except not siblings because of what went down with Gary and Daisy in the hot tub. But you know what I mean? (laughs) Yes, totally. I think they're the core. And, you know, I've watched a lot of interviews with below deck cast members, not even from sailing, and they all seem to want to work for Glenn if they had a choice. So I think he's kind of the head of all the franchises right now. I agree. And he was like that sleeper horse that you bet on. Yeah. There's just something about him. I mean, Jason's given him a little bit of run for his money. I don't know if you've seen Down Under yet, but. Oh, definitely. The first response to Jason is giving Glenn a little competition, but I still think Glenn's just like the most grounded and he comes off very fair to me. He's not over dramatic not over involved he really doesn't get into their annex but he kind of knows what's going on and like in the confessionals last night where they were doing the preference sheet meeting and he said I kind of feel something with Gary and Daisy there he kind of likes the gossipy part but doesn't insert himself in it does that make sense yeah totally he hears it he sees it and makes a couple comments but he's not all in on it but His comments when they were down doing the preference sheet meeting really cracked me up. Mm -hmm. He just makes me laugh. He's quirky enough, but he's also very business when he needs to be business. Like the opening 15 minutes of last night's show were crazy. It could have been a whole episode to me. I was just enthralled with everything that was going on and everything he had to know to get them off that sand. Oh yeah. He's such a quick thinker and he's such a good leader. I mean, we saw last season when they hit the dock, Mm -hmm. just how he was able to take control and guide his team. And, you know, Gary and Colin are really great too with that. Right. And it's kind of crazy that we've seen so many intense situations in the past two seasons, but you know, you can see how they react under pressure. Exactly. 
I don't know that we want to see <laughs> anything worse <laughs> than what we saw last night. I think that's as bad as I want to see it get because I would feel really bad if something super awful happened to the ship. I was so happy when Colin came up from diving and said that there were just scratches and there was no major damage. I know. I don't want to know what worse than that could be, but that was pretty bad. Well, when they showed that ship in Indonesia that was still stuck on the beach a year later, I guess that's the worst than that. Yeah. <laughs> like, how can you not move a ship for a whole year? I would think there's got to be something to get it off the sandbar. I, I don't know. Like, get, <laughs> hire a hundred people to push something. There's got to <laughs> be something. <laughs> yeah, that didn't even cross my mind that they could literally be beached like that, but... Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine if that happened. Yeah, that's just crazy. But what are you thinking so far? Because I haven't talked to you super in depth about the whole season. Where are you at with the Gabby Ashley confrontations? Oh boy. See, it's so different from last season because Allie, Danny, and Daisy got on so well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's interesting to me because you kind of see them make comments to Marcos and he keeps saying, Hey Daisy, you got to sit down with them. And she keeps kind of pushing it off, which I think is really surprising to me. And one thing that she did in this past episode, when she tried to have them talk when they were very drunk, (laughs) I, I don't really understand what she was trying to do behind that. But I respect how Gabby was like, you know what, we need to have this conversation sober and walked away. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know what Daisy's doing with that. Maybe she's just, you know, not used to having two stews kind of not get along, but I don't know. Well, it could be if you're a happy drunk, maybe you think everybody's a happy drunk, you know? Yeah, that's true. (laughs) And it seems like Gabby might be a perturbed drunk. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't know that that's the best time. I guess it's all in the emotions. I knew it was going to go badly. I just felt it as soon as she started to do it. I'm like, why now? (laughs) I've been waiting for you to have this conversation. Why now? But it did go badly. The whole crew from the dinner back to the boat, that was such a sloppy, drunken mess. Oh, yeah. But it was funny in a way, (laughs) you know, it wasn't (laughs) watching Gabby fall down the stairs and the different goofy things. Usually I'm cringy when everybody gets too drunk, but there was enough drama mixed into it that I got sucked into it and my lesser angels ruled and I enjoyed it very, very much. Oh, yeah. That whole drunken night was just wild I mean there were so many things happening Mm -hmm. and then we had you know Tom pouring the tequila on Ashley that was pretty uncalled for yeah I don't know that was crazy wild he was out of control and I felt though like she had no clue what her behavior would do to him because I don't know if you heard us last week we were talking and it seemed like after they were together she immediately went into girlfriend mode like nurturing girlfriend mode like when he found out about his friend's dad and she wanted to support him and hug him and help him through that that seemed from a viewer perspective, like she was starting a relationship with him and to have this big 180 this week, I could almost feel for him. He's already had a really awful day work-wise and to have this happen at the same time, 
but again, he took it too far. He didn't take ownership, in my opinion, enough of what happened during Anchor Watch, but I do feel like the next day when they were talking that he took full ownership of his behavior the night before and said he didn't even want to blame it on the drinking, that he was just an awful loser and it was uncalled for. But I kind of wanted her to come back with, I'm sorry I did that in front of you or that probably wasn't cool, something, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. she just does not admit to anything. No, there's no wrong in her eyes, I think. And I definitely think apologies were owed on both sides. And I agree with you that, you know, we see her kiss him when he's on Anchor Watch, console him about his friend's dad. And that does give girlfriend kind of vibes. And then I don't know if it was maybe the whole situation that did happen on Anchor Watch and how he kind of threw a little bit of a tantrum where she was like, you know what, this is kind of, I mean, she is all about that age thing. So maybe she was like, you know what, this is showing that you're a little bit younger and I don't necessarily want to be involved with that, but he's already had the worst day. I -hmm. mean, then you're going and giving Gary a massage right in front of him. You know, she has every right to do that, but I can see where he would get upset with it, especially if she's giving him more, you know, girlfriend type of vibes. And then all of a sudden that 180. Right. So I I think there was wrong on both sides of it. And both people should have apologized too. Yeah. I don't blame her one bit for seeing that situation and seeing him not even be willing to listen to what he could have done differently and saying, okay, you're not my type of person. If you have a really good work ethic, and you acknowledge your mistakes and want to move forward, I can understand how that would be off-putting. So I don't mind that she decided, I don't want to be with him. I just feel like, give a dude a heads up. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I know. That was very much a slap in the face, too. Yeah, (laughs) very much. I'm not even sure that she wants to cut off that avenue completely because as soon as Gary starts hooking up with somebody else, what is she left with? Oh, You know what I mean? Yeah. If she's going to get some romantic attention, she's got to keep all those doors open. That's a good point. I hadn't even considered that at all. Yeah. So she just went and shut that down with him. Then she'd be left holding her own hand. You know what I mean? (laughs) Good grief. What kills me was during one of his interviews, he's like, yeah, I mean, she only went with me because Gary wasn't there. And I'm like, you just realized that? Yep. (laughs) you could almost see the light bulb turn on over his head and I was just like wow dude your electricity is slow out there (laughs) bless his heart bless his sweet little heart yeah she really has her sights set on Gary and I'm curious to see it didn't seem like there was a ton of aftermath from Gabby staying in the cabin I don't know if it's because Gabby played down what happened between her and Gary to Ashley's face or if Ashley's just the type that is going to let you lie and then she'll use it against you later do you know what I mean Mm mm-hmm yeah I mean, possible, probable. I have a feeling it's going to get nasty, though. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I see Ashley as a very sore loser. Let's put Mm -hmm. it that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Gabby did say that in a confessional. She said she sees everything as a competition, like literally everything. (laughs) 
I think is true. Do you guys put any of this on Gary as a senior crewmate that he should be more discretionary and realize the turmoil he's causing in another department? Or do you think he should just be free to do whatever and they're all grownups? Shana, you go first. Did I get too deep? I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I do put some of it on Gary, right? You know, he's the head of the department. So although it's not his department, he should still care because the boat as a whole is a team. And I mean, it's episode six and he's kissed three out of four of the girls on board. So that's bound to stir some chaos later. Mm Mm-hmm. But I feel like looking at last season and this season, he kind of just does it and then backs off. Yeah. And the chaos is all stirred, but he's not somehow involved in it. I know. Isn't that crazy? He just gets off scot-free every time. And I think that's what bugs me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm huge on personal responsibility and it just feels like he can do whatever he wants. And it always gets the, oh, it's Gary, you know, just, oh Yeah. I mean, for what it's worth, maybe he learned his lesson from last season. First of all, the only one girl that he hasn't made out with is the girl that's on his deck team, who's his subordinate. So at the very least, he's not messing with his own department. But (laughs) I can't say that him giving Ashley attention isn't going to make things awkward with Tom either. You know, you've got to pick and choose the hill you want to die on here. And I don't think he's doing himself any favors with Tom if Tom even sticks around Mm -hmm. to mess around with Ashley I mean he's got two other girls that he could be giving attention to in Daisy and Gabby and it seems like he's just letting things happen and reacting to them like one of the girls will grab his hand and walk him into a room and he's like okay I guess I'm going this direction okay like he is not the aggressor in any of these situations yeah so again I don't understand the appeal he's not my type Mm -hmm. but at the very least he's not being the aggressor in any of these situations all of these girls are doing this all on their own and maybe that's what it is is he's not really that much of an alpha male he's more of a b-type personality and he's like okay I guess this is what I'm doing now you know what I mean like right and it's not really on him because all these girls are vying for his well Daisy really wasn't she was just drunk But, you know, the other two are vying for his attention and he's just like, okay, well, this person seems interesting right now. I could see if it was last season where it was Sydney and Allie going back and forth with each other, how he was leading them on a little bit. But I don't feel like he's doing that this time around. He's just like, oh, hey, let me make out with you for a few minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's so true. (laughs) It's just bizarre to me. I do have to disagree with you a little bit about the Daisy thing, because that scene last night where she and Colin were talking, I think Colin was in his little office area and she said to him, well, at least she and Gary had a friendship and their kiss meant something. These girls don't even really know him. And I was like, now do you like him or don't you like him? I got all confused again because I really did think it was a drunken hookup and she didn't mean to. But after that conversation, I don't know now. Yeah, the way she was talking about it. And then back to the crew mess, the way that they were looking at each other, I mean. Yeah. Is that friends or is that more? I don't know. I don't know. It's another, we've got to wait and watch what happens, I suppose. I mean, we saw them on Watch What Happens Live together and they said it didn't happen, but I just 
feel like four years down the road or something, we're going to have a spinoff like Sailing Yacht Wedding or something. (laughs) (laughs) And nobody's going to expect it. it. (laughs) It's going to be a secret relationship that all of a sudden Gary's celibate on the boat and Daisy's celibate on the boat. And then we find out they've been a relationship for four years and just didn't want anybody weighing in on it or something (laughs) yeah what did you think about Glenn being kind of indecisive about whether Tom should stay or go if you were Captain Glenn where would you be with the decision would you keep him or would you let him go so I mean I think as we mentioned Glenn is so fair you know Mm -hmm. he wants to take his time and make sure that it's the right decision but I'm thinking back to season one and when he fired Parker, Parker didn't basically almost beach the boat. He didn't wash the controls. Right. And like, you know, essentially crazy. short circuit something. <laughs> yep. And he didn't throw up in Glenn's cabin and he got <laughs> fired. So, I mean, it'll be a miracle, I think. It's episode six and Tom's already done all this. So I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I don't know if I can see him lasting the season with all these mistakes he's already made. Yeah. Adrian, share with Shana what you were talking about in the recap, because I was with you, Shana. I didn't understand why there was even hesitation. It's like, cut him loose. If you're only going to make him a chamois boy, then what's the point of having him on there? Yeah. Get somebody else on there. But Adrian had a different thought. You want to share that? Yeah, because I mean, we've seen what happens when crew gets replaced on these boats sometimes and what a train wreck it can be. Is the devil that you know better than the devil you don't know? Yes, we're halfway through the season. And now if you were going to make a switch, would be a good time to do that. But is that really going to serve you? If you already know you can relegate him to chamois duty and just not give him any responsibility and the other guys can absorb the responsibilities that you would otherwise be giving him, is it easier to just keep him there because at least you know what you're dealing with? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I felt the same way. I was just like, I kind of get that too, because we have seen situations where, I mean, what if Shane was the person who came on, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Sustainable Shane looking for paper straws and at least Tom can help them with docking and things like that. So there are things that he seems to do okay with that maybe it might not be the best to let him go. I just know that that close of a call, I'm not a risk taker at all. And he would not be anywhere near Anchor Watch. Oh, no. No way. Yeah, there would be no second chance on that. That's too much money. Especially since it went so poorly the first time. I mean, I wouldn't be able to sleep if I knew he was on Anchor Watch again. Yeah, I would be up all the time. (laughs) I would be using toothpicks to hold my eyelids open like they did on Tom and Jerry. You know, I couldn't, (laughs) could not trust him to do that maybe if he had taken accountability for what he could have done differently I might be more willing to give him another chance yeah if he was receptive to what Glenn was saying but to wash his hands of it and say no it happened too fast there was nothing I could do and not even absorb what he could have done to me that's not teachable and you can't build trust if somebody's not willing to own their mistake and learn how to fix it yeah totally but what are you looking forward to from the rest of the season 
I'm definitely looking forward to all of the falls that they have shown mm-hmm. in the previews. I'm waiting for those. <laughs> Every episode, no one falls, but I'm waiting. Yeah, Gabby fell down the stairs this week, but <laughs> yes, yes, that was a good one. I don't know. I'm looking forward to seeing more of Marcos's food. Mm-hmm. I think he gives Rachel a run for her money on best chef of all the franchises he's surpassed um, her he's for incredible me. he just is yeah when he was cleaning <laughs> the, I guess it was the freezers or whatever and I wasn't thinking about his last name and I thought he was just writing spaz on it <laughs> with the <Me> cleaner <laughs> I was just like who's he calling a spaz and then when he finished it up I'm like oh duh <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny I was also looking at that <laughs> But I just really enjoy his food. The previews for next week, it seems like we might get the first bit of tension from him because he's been so jovial so far. We might get a little snapback for the first time. So I'll be interested to see when Gabby comes down to tell him that they're ready for the food. And he said that some of the stuff is stuff that he can't prepare ahead of time. Yeah. And then Daisy comes down and asks for it and he kind of puts it on Gabby. I know. I'm interested to see how that plays out. And once we get to see how it goes step by step, if it really is on Gabby or if it's on Marcos, because they tend to play with us. Production messes with our heads with who's really at fault. (laughs) Yes. So true. I know. I'm curious to see, you know, if that potentially adds to the tension between not necessarily tension but I know Gabby is just really working so hard to be a reliable second for Daisy and I'm just kind of curious if that might set her back right but I guess like you said you know we're gonna have to see because production does sometimes lead us down the wrong path as to who's responsible for they do and I usually get sucked in because I'm the sucker that's born every minute (laughs) I am that (laughs) sucker and I get sucked in and then I'm like oh that was nothing like I thought it was gonna be (laughs) (laughs) so we'll see but no I do love Marcos and I do think his food is amazing I feel bad that he's in the position this next coming charter to do almost the exact same thing that he did the last charter I don't want him to get the beef cheeks reputation, but with paella, you know? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but if you're going to Spain, people want traditional Spanish food. So it's not like he's electing to do beef cheeks. He's doing what the guests are asking for. Valid. That's a good point. And it looked amazing. Yeah, it did. It was art. It really was. He just blows my mind. Are you hoping that Gary and Gabriella get together? Are you hoping he gets together with Ashley, with Daisy? Do you care? I am hoping for Gary and Daisy. I don't know why, but I just love them together. I think they are so funny. I think Mm -hmm. they complement each other well. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I hope that there might be something else, but We'll see, I guess. I don't know. I feel like the Ashley thing is not over. Maybe mm-hmm. the Gabby thing was just a one night oops. Yeah. But I just feel like Ashley's not done. Yeah. No. I think Ashley's totally going to Sydney on us. <laughs> on Gary. Mm. <laughs> and just get psycho. Yeah, she's getting called Sydney 2.0. So <laughs> yeah. I can see that happening. I don't think she gives up on anything, to be quite honest. No. (laughs) She is kind of never say die on that. But we will definitely see. I called it earlier on the recap. I called it the Gary go round. Like everybody hops on for their... (laughs) (laughs) 
That is so funny. I love that line when when Daisy and Colin were talking and Colin was like, I bet you he would screw me. And she was like, he probably would. <laughs> he totally would. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I can see that just for the experience, just so he could say he could when none of the other girls could. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this with us, Shana. It's been a lot of fun. I hope you stay in touch on IG. I love talking about the show with everybody. And next time, maybe we can have you and your dad on. That would be fun. Yes, that would be so awesome. Thank you guys for having me. I actually didn't tell him I was doing this. So kind of going to be a little surprise for him. Um, But definitely we'll stay in touch and looking forward to listening to all of your episodes. What's his first name? His name is John. John. Hello. We are excited (laughs) to find a dad super fan. So if you want to come on with your daughter, Shayna, you have an open invite. Oh, he would love that. (laughs) Yay. Well, he's got a formal invitation now because I love that. That's part of what I like about Below Deck is it is a family show, mostly. I mean, I wouldn't watch it with little kids, (laughs) you know, but... (laughs) adult kids or teen kids you can watch it together so it would be great to have you guys come back I would love that yeah that would be great Shana it was lovely to meet you thank you so much yes of course so nice to meet you and everybody thank you again for listening we will be back next week with a recap for episode seven and until then bye 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 Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Lorelei of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Super fan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast off me hearties.